Hello beautiful people, welcome to another episode of the Word Up Podcast, your Bible study companion. We hope you've been blessed by previous episodes. If you're new here, would like to say a big welcome. We believe you're not here by accident and we've got something great for you today. So sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, tea or juice and let's get right into it. Hello friends, Matthew just here. It gives me great pleasure to bring us God's word today from Psalm 119 verse 114. I'll read the NLT and the NKJV. The NLT says, You are my refuge and my shield. Your word is my source of hope. And the NKJV says, You are my hiding place my and my shield. I hope in your word. And my first thoughts after reading this verse is this question that popped up in my heart. Is this something we can make bold to say? Is God our hiding place? The world we live in is full of wickedness and this is aimed at everyone on earth. Everyone, including followers of Christ. So being a Christian does not automatically exempt us from the evils of this world. But... We have a different story. Our testimony is that before we even face any trial or tribulation, we have confidence in the God we serve, that he is with us and we've got the victory. Jesus speaking in John 16 and 33 says, In this world you will have tribulations. Let's quickly look at how the New Living Translation and the Message Bible renders John 16 and 33. Lovely verse of scripture. It says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. But here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. That's the NLT. Jesus went on to say, take heart because I have overcome the world. Not sounding like what somebody wanted to hear. And the message translation renders it this way. He says, I've told you all this so that trust in me, you will be unshakable and assured. Deeply at peace. Oh, that sounds good. Deeply at peace. He says you'll be unshakable and assured. Deeply at peace. He went on to say, in this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties, but take heart, I have conquered the world. So this was um, words from Jesus' very own mouth saying that in this world, in this godless world, in this wicked world, there will be many trials, many sorrows, many difficulties that will affect both children of God and everyone alike. But for us, the story is different. He says, take heart because I have overcome the world. He says he wants us to have peace in him. He says he wants us to be unshakable. He wants us to be assured. He wants us to be deeply at peace. Come on. That's what God wants for you. So while we're in this world and we're faced with everything that every other person is faced with, the outcome is different for us. Because we've got a God, we've got Jesus who has overcome the world for us and we're deeply at peace. One of the questions I've been asked by people who do not yet believe in God is this, why would a good God allow evil? Mm. 
I don't know if you've heard that question before, but I find that they blame God for the evil in the world, but fail to realize that the reason they can have that opinion in the first place is because that same God has given them the ability to have free will. Hmm. Freedom to make choices in life, even though some of these choices include denying the existence of the one that created them. But I find that God is very patient and that's, that's why he's God. God is not a man. You know, the Bible says in Numbers, says, God is not a man that he should lie. And, um, you know, just trying to think about how God handles things. If God were a man, you know, <laughs> he would have reacted. You know, you created someone and he turns back to say, oh, I don't believe you do exist. You know, if that were a man, he would have said, all right, then, then I'm sending you back to where I brought you from. But God has not responded in that manner. God has been patient and he continues to be patient with everyone, irrespective of their opinion, irrespective of what they say at him, irrespective of what they did to Jesus. The Bible tells us in Genesis that in the beginning, after God created everything, he saw that it was very good. Note, he, he saw that it was very good. Do we still have aspects of the world today that seem good? Yes, we do, but with so much evil mixed with it. Let's not spend too much of our lives trying to work out if God caused evil or not. Let's do this simple permutation. If you take out the letter D from the word devil, what do you get? Evil. Yes, evil. You're correct. That's it. And if you add the letter O in the middle of the word God, what do you get? Good. Yes, that's good. Yeah, you get good. There are scriptures to back this up. A man once called Jesus the good teacher. Jesus responded to him, no one is good but God. And in that instance, Jesus was not denying his divinity or his assignment which says he went about doing good. No, he wasn't doing that. Jesus actually fulfilled his assignment in that response because he came to restore people back to God. He didn't go like some of us would have. Oh my, you just called me good teacher. I'm glad you've noticed all the miracles I've done around here and the grace of God upon my life. Bless you, my son. How can I help? <laughs> Sounds like how some of us would have responded if somebody gave us such an accolade. But Jesus made it about God and not himself. Jesus made it about God and not himself. I wish we would be conscious enough to always make it about God when people come running to us. Be careful, dear brother and dear sister, when these accolades start getting to you, it's a recipe for disaster. So we need to watch it for the Bible says pride comes before a fall. There is no evil in God. All he does is good. Conversely, there's no good in the devil. All he does is evil to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's all he's about. When we allow God's spirit into our hearts, that is the Holy Spirit, we're enabled to produce good fruit. In other words, the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of God, enables us to do good just like the Father. 
The Bible says how Jesus Christ was anointed with Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good, doing good. The Holy Spirit enables us to do good. Jesus was saying to that young man, nobody's good but God. Yes, that's true in that sense. But then when God's Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, rests in us, we begin to do good. We begin to produce the seed of the Father, the fruit of the Father. So in our workplace, people see that we're different and that's because we have the Holy Spirit. You know, when we're playing football, people see that we're different because we've got the Holy Spirit. In our club, they see that we're different. In our community, at the marketplace, on the shopping mall, Everywhere we go, we don't put the Holy Spirit at home and say, Holy Spirit, stay here. I need to go shopping. I'll come back and get you back. No, everywhere we go, we take God's Spirit with us. And as we carry the Holy Spirit around and allow him to walk through us, he does good. He does good. Our verse for today says, You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word how do we hide in god since we cannot see him how do we hide in a place we cannot see hmm. these were the questions that came to my heart as i reflected on this verse but thank god there is no one place on earth that is regarded as the place of refuge as it was in the old dispensation the word used as refuge means cover it means covering it means hiding place protection. It means a secret place. The presence of God is our cover and God's presence is everywhere but can be activated through worship and prayer. So if the presence of God is everywhere and the presence of God is our covering, that means we've got covering everywhere we go. Think about that for a minute. It means there is no place you go to that you are without covering. You are my hiding place. You are my refuge. That means the presence of God, which is everywhere, is our covering. It is your covering. You're not, you're not exposed to danger. No, because you dwell in the presence of the Lord. So God's presence is covering you. And I said this can be activated through worship, through prayer, meditation on God's word and fasting, and through speaking and confessing God's word. And when I say activated, I don't mean it was dormant prior to that. Well, there are levels of intensity of God's presence and we rise in those levels through the means I've just mentioned above and many more. The first thing we need to do is to have that assurance, that knowing, that confidence that our Father is with us everywhere. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all I need. Let's take the sheep for, for, for example. The sheep knows that when the shepherd is there, it is safe. The shepherd goes any length for the sheep. While we know that God is everywhere, we sometimes say, Lord, we invite you here. And I've heard people fault that. Well, what that means is, I know you've given me free will, God, but I hand over my will to you. Take the lead here. And we can do this while at work, in school, on the road, while working out in the gym, anywhere. Anywhere. Just try this out this week. Say, Lord, 
have your way in this place. The presence of God is not just a covering for us. It is also our shield. And that's where we see God as Jehovah Magen. You know, God has several names. And one of his names is Jehovah Magen. Jehovah is the name of God. And Magen is shield. You know, and God, I remember in, in, in January 2020, just before COVID, God gave me a word. And just about a year after that, he gave me a song regarding Jehovah Magen. That song is on all platforms. You could listen if you want to. I believe it will bless you. The presence of God protects us from harm. He is a shield for us. If you read Psalm 91, you will see several things that the presence of God can shield you from. And this verse ends with, I hope in your word. I have faith in what you have said to me, God. And so what has God said concerning you? He said he will be with you even to the very end. He said he will never leave nor forsake you. God has said to you today that you are his beloved. These and many more has God said concerning you. So as you go into your week, note that God has given everyone freedom to make choices. You may choose to be in charge of your life or you may choose to hand it over to God and let him look after you. Again, we've just looked at Psalm 119 verse 114. You are my refuge and my shield. Your word is my source of hope. Shall we pray? Father, we just thank you for your word which has come forth to us today. Help us to hope in your word as our source of hope. Help us to fix our gaze on you. We thank you because you're always with us everywhere we go. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Word Up podcast today. We hope you've been blessed and inspired by God's word. If you've got any questions or comments, you could leave them at the comment section below or email us at worduppodcast21 at gmail.com. Worduppodcast21 at gmail.com. We'll be delighted to read from you. You can also do well by letting us know where you're listening from and how this program has blessed you. See you next time for another exciting and inspiring episode of the Word Up podcast. God bless you.